Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. Hey everyone, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come along with me on my journey with this show. University of Adversity has been so impactful in my life, getting to have these conversations with amazing human beings and really trying my best to do what I can to add value in your life and inspire you the best way I can. So thank you so much for everything you've done for me on this journey and I continue to bring value. If you haven't already, go and hit the subscribe button on iTunes, super important, and go ahead and leave a review after you listen to an episode in five stars. I want to know how we've impacted you. Who has been your favorite guest? I like to know these things. The best, the most interesting review we're going to read on the air. So keep them coming in and you might be the lucky one that gets yours read on the air. So again, I appreciate all of you. Today's episode is straight fire. Not only is this guy amazing at business, he's an amazing entrepreneur, personal branding, everything else, but he's been through a lot of shit in his life and he has lived through a near-death experience gone through a lot of things, and he's really learned a lot. So people who think that failing, going through shit is a bad thing, you're going to realize after that it's actually a good thing. And there's always a lesson. There's always some sort of growth that comes out of these things. That's why I started this show is for episodes like this. So strap in your seatbelts, buckle up because today is going to be power. If you don't have a pen and paper, go get one. Get out your phone, however you take notes, because this is going to be fire, as I said. None other than Mark Lack is joining us. We're going to get right into it right after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Mike Young, the makeover master. If you feel your business image might be costing you money, influence, power, and respect, then head over to makeovermaster.com to discover what their complete brand makeover experience is all about. Go check it out right now because everyone deserves to look their best. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. My next guest went from being a shy, introverted kid who was bullied in school to a self-made millionaire entrepreneur, all while in his 20s. As a teenager, he had a love for paintballing and did extremely well at it. Unfortunately, with a change in economy, it forced him to rethink his life and the direction he was going. Since then, he's gone on to achieve some amazing results such as becoming a best-selling author, international speaker, entrepreneur's top-rated personal branding expert, and host of the largest business show in America called Business Rockstars, which is broadcast on TV and tens of millions of screens on airline companies like Delta all around the world. He's interviewed some of the biggest players in the game, such as Lewis Howes, Grant Cardone, Ty Lopez, and Damon John, just to name a few. He's pretty much interviewed everybody. He's an awesome dude, and I'm just so excited to have him on. Mark Lack, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me on, brother. (laughs) It's a pleasure, man. It's great to finally connect. I know you're a busy guy, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come and have a chat with us and drop some value. I know you got a pretty interesting story, man. So maybe just take us back to your youth growing up, kind of what you went through, and maybe paint a picture on, you know, how you've come to sort of where you are today. Yeah, bro. I mean, I think everybody everybody has a unique story, right? And then it's up to everybody's interpretation of what they find unique and interesting about it. And so you hear one person's story and it changes your life. You hear another person's story and it's maybe inspiring, but it doesn't do anything for you. And so 
for me, it's less about the story that I like to get into. And it's more about kind of the lessons that I've come to realize throughout my journey and entrepreneurship. And I think I like to pick up my journey around the age of about 14, getting right around getting into high school, because that was when I got into paintball, as you touched on. And it was just a really unique experience in my life. I got to travel all over the world, uh, a quarter million miles. Most people don't travel much in their whole life. And I traveled a quarter million miles in high school. And and then on top of that, because I was one of the best in the world, made over $300,000 in cash prizes playing paintball in high school. So it was really cool, really unique experience. But the crazy thing is, is, as cool and exciting as that might sound and unique, Monday through Friday was pretty miserable. I just had my same small group of friends from kindergarten all the way up until college. So I had the same group of friends, wasn't popular, didn't get good grades. So really had from an academic perspective, both personally and professionally on the school academic side had nothing going for me just paintball and so I poured everything into paintball just like somebody who might get straight A's in school who might be considered like a nerd like they maybe don't have other things going for them so they're so good at school or they're so good at video games my thing happened to be paintball because when you go all in on something and that's where you get as Tony Robbins talks about your six human needs fulfilled significant significance, certainty, variety, contribution, growth. Like I got all of my needs fulfilled for the most part. Most of them, I got most of them fulfilled through uh, paintball and nowhere else. And so for me, I just, like most people, if you get your needs fulfilled somewhere and you're committed to growth, you're going to become really good, maybe even the best. So I became one of the best in the world at that. It was cool, but I wasn't satisfied only living for the weekend and playing paintball, which unfortunately wasn't something like another professional sport where I could go and make millions. If it was, I'd probably still be doing it today. It was just a fun hobby. It was a fun experience. And ultimately I I went on the internet and I started looking like, how do I become successful? How do I become confident? How do I get people to think I'm cool? And how do I, you know, the things that you look up as a young, young person on, you know, how do I, how do I become successful? And like inevitably when you search enough things related to confidence and financial success, you're going to come across some good mentors. And one of those mentors for me was Tony Robbins. You were just sharing with me that you were at one of his events. I've been to his events before. They're amazing. Tony's definitely, in my experience, there's at least a thousand books behind me and I've read all of them. I've had many amazing mentors and I've got a very vast experience of mentors in the form of books in the form of events, in the form of videos, lots of mentors all over the world. And Tony Robbins has been one of those huge ones that really made a big difference in my life for me. And it led me down a path of wanting to become the best version of myself. And I know people have heard that before. It might sound corny or stupid, but I think that's really the foundational essence behind the people that you might look up to that are happy, that are healthy, that have financial independence. They may not be ultra rich, which people might think a million dollars is rich and then a billionaire spends that in a day. And so rich is always a opinion. And I I just feel like the people that are the happiest, the healthiest and financially wealthy and just seem to have it all going for them. Those are the people that I've seen are committed to becoming the best version of themselves. And so whatever your interpretation of being your best self looks like. I just, from my experience of studying lots of books and lots of high level mentorship that I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars for um, to get the experience from some of the smartest people in the world in different categories, to look at my life, to look at my business in areas that I maybe have a blind spot to so they can help me make an improvement. And 
becoming your best self is not something that happens overnight. There's no shortcut. There are ways to get it faster, but it's an ever unfolding process. You go through different life stages, different life seasons of life. And the one thing that you always have to deal with is you. Every new business, every new relationship, every new experience, country, state, home, you're always there. <laughs> and so no matter what new season of life you go through, you're always there. It's not, I need a new relationship. I need a new career. I need a new job, a new business. No, you're still going to be there. And if you're the problem, you're going to be the problem in every new thing you go through. So I really think the lesson that I've experienced through my story and my journey is that the real key to happiness and to health and to wealth and to amazing experiences and deep and meaningful relationships all comes back down to you committing to never stopping. How do I make a 1% difference, 1% growth in all areas of my life? How can today I just make one more healthy decision, one more decision to move me towards my financial goals. Like maybe I start reading a book for 10 minutes a day or an hour a day. How do I pick up that phone call and make one more sale today? Every little area, you just make 1% improvement. And that again, it might sound silly or corny again, and just 1% improvement a day in 365 days, that's 365% growth. And in 10 years, that's 3,650% growth. And so it's, again, right, simple math, simple numbers, but really 1% growth in all areas of your life every day is not that difficult. 1% is not that difficult. Like if you were saving $100 a week and I just said save one extra dollar, that's 1%. That's nothing. And so getting 1% better in every area, every day, it's really easy. And I just think, as we transition into talk about business and making money and all this other stuff that I can help people with and how to make millions. Like that's cool. And that's nice. But if who you are at the end of the day is still a slightly miserable, depressed, not happy, confident person, then it doesn't matter how many tactics or strategies I share with you coming up about how to make money on the internet and social media and how I run a multi-million dollar company from my cell phone and laptop. None of that will matter if who you are doesn't constantly improve and grow in all areas, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, you seem to get a little bit better every day. And then some areas you might get way better, like financially, right? Like I can show people how to make tons of money. Um, Cause once you do work on yourself, then it becomes fun for you to figure out which areas you want to go double down on. You want to double down on your health and get in the best shape of your life. Or you just want to stay healthy. Do you want to double down on your finances and make $10 million this year? You can do that too. But it's a game of looking at life, not from a perspective of failure is a bad thing, but like, how do I just get a little bit better? And if I fail, it's actually just feedback that the thing that I did did not work for the outcome I wanted. If you wanted to have failure happen, whatever that definition is, and it happens, then that's actually success. So failure and success is all just a definition and opinion. But you just look at everything as feedback. Look at life as one giant experiment. And everything you do is a test. I'm testing so many different little things. I'm testing the way that I wake up, the way that I create a morning ritual, the way that I talk to my employees, my partners, the way that I reach out to prospects and clients, the way that I do everything. I test little things and then I get feedback and I see if I like the result. And if I do, then I create new habits and rituals and I get 1% better and 1% better. And then you end up having the best life ever.
And that's my story, bro. Cause who cares about the, the actual story? Oh, exactly. That, yeah. That's the epiphany and the realization I've come to is, is that right there. And we can get into strategies and stuff too. That's fun. Yeah, for sure. The lessons, right? Those are the things that are important. And I mean, if we, all these things are just lessons, it's just bumps along the road and it's how you deal with it. You know, how do you roll with it? I mean, do you let it, do you become a victim or do you, you know, take it on as a challenge and actually embrace it? But so many people want to play the victim card, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all perspective because we've all been there. I know I have. Why me? Poor me. Or it's like, what am I learning from this? How can I grow? What I wanted to ask you is that usually there's things that we sort of fight against in ourselves on a daily basis. And you're obviously, you, you, you know, you look like you have figured a lot of shit out in general in life and business. There's no question. I thought that I figured it out. It's that other people figured it out. And then I read their books. Yeah, well, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want to make sure people understand. Sure. Like, it's not that I or you have all the answers. It's that we can be like Columbus who discovered America. So they say, right. It's like, okay, we can be the people who discover all the stuff written in these books that others aren't willing to read for whatever reason. And they only read school books and then got a job and they're like, well, life's not working out the way I thought. And I'm like, well, these hundred books talk about emotional wellness. Then these books talk about financial abundance. Then this whole row talks about, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, now I see why I haven't figured it out or found it. No one's taught it to you. You've never had anybody give you the roadmap and you and I clearly, you know, not only have we done this, but what I love about the show and what you're doing is you're finding other people who have just been students of the right kind of information. And I think that's what it boils down to is we're all natural students. We're all born with the brain just wanting to learn everything. If you look at a newborn baby or a child, they want to learn everything. You know, why, why, what, why, how, why? They just question, 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 question. And then as adults, people stop asking questions because they don't want to look stupid. And so somewhere from being a natural born student as a baby and a child, you learn everything so fast. And then something in life happens and all of a sudden you just become stupid and closed minded and your brain stops being a student and asking questions and being curious. And that's how you learn and grow. And I think you and I, and many people listening, I'm sure, or they wouldn't be listening to this if they didn't have this mindset. We're natural born students. We're curious. I'm curious. How does somebody be happy, healthy, wealthy, and have it all when some days I feel depressed or sad or you know, I give up on my goals? How come they didn't? And I'm curious. And then I read 50 books on a subject and then I figure it out. And so it's yeah. like, it's very easy for anybody listening to this to figure out anything. No, I love that. But like, you know, I totally agree with you too, man. And that's so true. But like, what is the thing that you kind of, that on a daily basis you struggle with? Like for me, for example, it's the simplest little things like discipline with my routine or discipline getting up and saying, I'm going to get up at six today. And I get up at six today, making yeah. the bed, you know, just the little simple disciplines for me, I've, I've decided that that's the thing. That's the commitment I start at the day. And if I don't get those things right, then the rest of my life starts to kind of fall apart in different areas. And then I'm like, shit, I didn't follow through with anything I said today. Is there anything like that in your life that has kind of been like that thing in the back of your mind that you're always sort of, you're trying to tackle on a daily basis and has it changed as you kind of grown and sort of expanded? Of course. The thing that I used to struggle with a lot was feeling like I just needed to keep, I needed to keep working. I needed to keep 
grinding. I needed to keep hustling. And I, and that's kind of like the culture nowadays on Instagram yeah. and shit, hustle, <laughs> grind, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, a lot of the most wealthy, successful people I know don't hustle and don't grind. In fact, they don't even work for money. They already did that. Now their money works for them. And so I think there's that point where you need to learn how to make money with a high income skill set. But once you learn how to create a high income skill set that makes money, for example, people might be saying, what's that? Well, you can do manual labor like, you know, my amazing gardener or housekeepers that were here cleaning up for us. That is not the best use of my time because I've read all these books behind me. And so I have high income skill sets that allow me to go and make hundreds of thousands of dollars in a few days, a few weeks, right? And so if I can make hundreds of thousands of dollars in a few days or weeks, then cleaning my house or my garden probably isn't the best use of my time. Not because I'm too good for that. I still do those things all the time, like on the day to day, but like, you know, like once a week or a month, you have people come and they do the full thing. And it's like, it's just, you have to learn where are you using your time properly? And I think most people listening to this call, they're probably still doing a lot of bullshit activities where if I had you sit down and map out like, 14 hours a day of your, you know, you're awake for 16 hours and sleeping for eight. Fair, right? I sleep for eight hours and I'm awake for 16. And if somebody goes, no, I sleep for six hours and I'm awake for 18, even better. And then I had you track every minute and every hour of your day. We would probably sit down and be like, okay, you are actually only working. I'm not calling productivity. See, people get productivity and results mixed up. I can work two hours in a day and make a hundred grand. Someone else could work their whole year and make a hundred grand. Who was more productive? Probably them, but who got better results? Me. And so productivity and results are not actually related. They're not related. And so that's the mistake most people forget is you're productive maybe 12 hours a day because you're hustling and grinding, but you're doing a bunch of bullshit. Because if you weren't, you'd already have achieved your goal or you'd be getting much, much closer to it on a daily basis. So what I mean as an example is, most people are just doing activities. They're responding to messages and emails. They're checking out their, they're redoing their landing page or their website, or they're writing a blog or they're filming some content. They're doing something, right? And it's usually not directly going to make them money. And so there's this fine balance between activities that make you money right now today, activities that make you money in the next 30 days, and then activities that will make you really wealthy and rich in the future, sometime in the future. And most people are very usually just doing activities that kind of make them money today. And they're just trading time for dollars where they're not doing activities that can pay them in the future. And so for me, my income has gone from like a hundred grand a year to sometimes a hundred grand in a day. And most of the times a week. Because I started to realize that it wasn't about doing productive work every day that would make me money right now. It was about doing activities that would pay me way more money down the road, like building out sequences and a personal brand and a marketing campaign that doesn't make me money right now, next week or next month. But five years goes by and the same shit that I was doing five years ago when I only made a hundred grand a year is the same thing I'm doing now, but it's had a compounding effect, like compounding interest 
compounding, if no one knows what compounding interest is, you should read the book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. It's amazing. See, you've read it. And yeah. so my point that I'm trying to make here is a lot of people might be productive and might be working 12 hour days, but they're doing a lot of the wrong stuff. And you need to just do your highest income and impact activities. So for example, for me, and I know I'm in a different spot, but I wasn't like the man at the top of the mountain wasn't placed there. He fucking climbed. And yeah. so I might be at the top of this mountain and I'm going up a new mountain and I'm going to always go up the new mountain. So I'm a work in progress. But where I used to be, I used to be grinding 12, 14, 16 hour days doing a bunch of bullshit. Now I might actually only work two hours in a day, but it's on something that will make me a million dollars, maybe in six months. But that two hours will make me a million dollars in six months. And so most people would do 12 hours in a day, hoping that they might make $3,000 from that. I'll do something today for two hours, but it's the highest activity ever, like creating a piece of a chain that tomorrow I'll work two hours, creating the second piece of the chain and so on and so forth. And all of those chains don't make me money, but in 90 days or you know six months, that chain will be built. And then when I turn on the machine, a better way of putting it would be links in a pipe. And when I turn on the chain, the water, all of a sudden the, it flows through. Most people are never laying bricks and pipes that connect. So they never actually built anything. A visual is like the person who walks to the water with a bucket, scoops it up and brings it home. They got a bucket of water for the day. And then they're looking at me like I'm an idiot because I'm digging a channel down to the water. And I'm not getting any water at all. They're getting a bucket of water and bringing it back to the village. And they're laughing at me because I'm digging a channel to the river. And then after six months of this person getting a bucket of water and walking back up every day, finally, after six months, my fucking channel is done. And now the water flows to me every day while I sit in my cabana and I fucking get water put in my cup, just laying in bed. And I go, oh, you have to walk down to the river, don't you? And they're like, holy shit, that's what you were doing was building a channel so the water comes to you. And I go, bingo, how was being productive every day, walking to the river and picking it up? So that's the mindset that I realized is every day I used to work hard for 12 hours, walking down to the river, picking up a bucket of water and coming home and feeling great because I got a bucket of water from my efforts today, where now I realized, and this is what a lot of very, very rich people I know do, is they build channels for the metaphor's sake from the analogy perspective, they build channels that for six months, they might not make any money at all, but when the channel turns on, it just starts flowing. And that's the difference in the mindset. So my long-winded story analogy here for your question of what did I struggle with? I used to struggle with being impatient and thinking that the more hours I work in a day, the faster I'll achieve my goal. And that's kind of true. But if every day you're just walking down to the river to pick up a bucket of water. Now that I can go back to this metaphor throughout the interview, if every day you're just picking up a bucket of water, you're not really being smart. You're working hard. And I, my problem was, cause you asked me my problem, like what I struggled with. My problem was that I struggled with, I used to be impatient. I wanted everything right now. So I thought if I work more hours and work harder, I'll get the result I want sooner. And it doesn't always work that way. No matter what you do right now, Christmas is still going to take time to get here. No matter what you do right now, 
the seed of a carrot takes 90 days to turn into a carrot. No matter what you do, it takes nine. That doesn't matter how many times you stand there, water it, put sun on it, it's still going to take 90 days. And so I realized that being impatient and wanting everything now and then hustling and grinding to get it, that's the stupid person's model of success. And they often don't get it. And when they get it, they're so burnt out because they work so hard for it. And their whole reality is all messed up. Like people who work hard in the corporate ladder for 20 years, then they get there and they're miserable and they quit and become entrepreneurs or go volunteer to charity. Same mindset. So I realized because I got sick and I almost died back in June of 2018 from sepsis and it almost killed me. And so I didn't work for 60 days and I was in the hospital and I was just like, had a real realization like, wow, like, and my luckily, thank God it happened uh, in June of 2018. So my business was set up where money kept coming in without me working. Back to my point, I had built a channel because if I had to keep walking down to the river to get a bucket, I would have lost everything because I couldn't walk down to the river. But I spent five years building a channel. So even when I was sick in the hospital and I didn't work for 60 days, my channel was still set. So the money or the water kept flowing. And so that I realized when I was sick, I was like, oh my God, I don't have to work at all. And I still make money. And then it really helped me realize I used to struggle with being impatient and wanting to work harder to get my goals faster because I have really big goals. And then I realized, wow, I'm literally almost making the exact same amount of money as when I work 12 hours a day and I ain't doing shit. I'm, I'm sitting in a hospital bed and I'm still making the same amount of money as when I work 12 hours. So I started to realize, what was I doing in those 12 hours? Was I really actually even doing anything progressive? And then I realized, maybe one or two hours a day, I was doing something productive, like actually results driven. And the other 10 hours, I just thought I needed to work because as an entrepreneur, when you own your own business and as a human who talks about being great mm -hmm. to not, to not work 12 hours feels like you're lying to the yeah. world. And then I realized I don't give a fuck. I just care about results. Who cares about 12 hours in a day? Most people would rather work nothing and make money. And that's a better thing to brag about. But most people brag about their work ethic. And I don't brag about my work ethic Because anymore. of traditional work. You work eight hours, 12 hours, and then you're given. I mean, that's how I was programmed too, man. You know what I mean? Like working in bars, like just slaving away, man, until like, and if you didn't work 10 hours, and the managers, if you don't work 12 hours, you feel like you're cheating the system or something. It's, it's so messed. And as an entrepreneur, if you take yeah. time out of your business, you feel bad, like you're doing something wrong. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. And do you think a lot of this has to do with like the comparison game on social media? You know, because did you ever fall into this? Because I know I did, especially when a lot, I'm of, still people, in it. A lot I'm of people still are it. still doing, you know, a lot of the same shit. You're comparing yourself. So how do people decipher between staying patient and understanding the long-term goal or thinking like, oh man, I need to step it up more in this area or that area because this guy or the Joneses or these people are doing well. And it's like a constant comparison act. You know, so, where do you stand with that? And for somebody that's sort of just trying to plug away to be productive, but at the same time, patient, but you know what I mean? When you're constantly faced with people I, I get it. hustle and hustle. I get it. I get it. So it was so great that I got sick and almost died. And I, I say that seriously. Um, it's terrible when people get what I got and do die, which is very common. Most people who get sepsis die. Wow. And so I was very, very, very lucky that I survived because I'm young and healthy. And, and then I caught it 
pretty early. It can kill you. The, the level that I had can kill you in 48 hours. And I got, I got rushed, I got rushed to the hospital at 36 hours and was actually dying. And so it was nuts. But the best part about it is I just actually like had a really big realization and was like, nothing matters not how much I hustle, what I, how many followers I have, like nothing, like how much money I've made, how many hours I worked, the business I built, nothing matters is what I came to the realization of. Cause I was literally like having conversations with the doctor about like how many people from this die and how serious it is. And like, cause I was trying to be positive and yeah. they were like, you need to take this serious. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to die. And they're like, no, you could die. And I was like, I'm not going to die. And I'm like, no, you could die. Like we know like so many people come into the hospital and die from sepsis. And I was like, I'm not going to die. And then they start talking to me about having open heart surgery. And I was like, what? That was when I was like, fuck, because sepsis could affect your heart. And so it was just like this crazy experience. And I started to have like a heart to heart with God and was like, okay, look, if you're going to kill me, just kill me, take me home. Like I'll just get it over with. And I was like, but I know in my heart, I know you put me here for something bigger and you put me here to make a difference in people's lives. And I was like, so if you're going to bless me with this gift of surviving, I'll always, always will remember that I almost died and will always use that as an anchor to not let the petty bullshit in comparison and the money and the followers and all that dumb stuff that we all get caught up in, not let any of that mess with my head and just take life less serious and business less serious and just like realize how quickly it could go. I mean, literally, bro, I was at breakfast with my fiance and soon to be wife got home from breakfast and it was like, I got jumped. I got dropped into an ice bucket of water and instantly was shivering and my temperature was one Oh five. And it just happened within like 30 seconds, like instant. Like somebody injected wow. me, like, like somebody injected me in the neck with poison, like a rattlesnake bit me, like instantly the symptoms just kicked in and I was dying instantly, like instant vomiting, 105 temperature, the worst migraine I've ever had in my life, shivering cold, shivering cold with 105 temperature. Like it was just, all of it was just the worst thing. I was literally instantly dying and it was just insane. And so like, that's how fast you could die. And uh, you could just, you could just be driving on the freeway and get in a car accident and that would be even faster of a death. Yeah. And so like, you just never know like how fast it can go. And so my message for people is like, and to respond to your question, who gives a fuck about all that stuff that you just said, because you can read it in a book. And I've read many books about like how fragile life is and how you should pay attention to how your health is all that matters and the people you love. And I read it. So conceptually I got it and we've all heard it and it's all, Oh yeah. You know, my grandpa died from cancer. I, both my grandpas died from cancer and it was like, okay, cancer, but they were old. And so like, you just, you know, these things as you grow up. Oh yeah. When my friend died, I was like, Oh, they got in a car accident. They're dead. Like you hear all of these things, Yeah, but it's different when it happens to you. Fuck yeah, man. And all the people I know that have had crazy ass shit happen to them, something inside of them changed that day or that whatever experience. And it's very unfortunate that most people conceptually know what I'm saying. But if you haven't experienced it, it's tough to truly be like, yeah, no, I know exactly what Mark's saying. And then I go, but have you done it? Have you experienced it? And I'm not saying you have to, 
what I'm saying is it's unfortunate that some, most of us, me included, would say before this happened to me, oh yeah, I know, life's fragile, health's important, all that matters is the people you love. And then later that night, you're on Instagram looking at somebody online and comparing yourself to them and being depressed that they have millions of followers or that your content's better than theirs, but they're getting more engagement or how did this guy just make a million dollars this month? He doesn't deserve it. I deserve it. And it's like, you get caught up in that bullshit. And it's like, now that I've experienced that, I have an anchor I can always go back to. And so how I've dealt with it is that, I mean, what I used to do in the past was conceptually be like, oh yeah, this doesn't matter. And I would try to go and physically work out, go for a walk outside in nature, listen to some better music, catch, interrupt the pattern of comparing myself to somebody or beating myself up and getting depressed, like, and catch it, catch the fact that you're doing it and then change the pattern. Don't sit in it. Don't sit in it and ask questions. What if, what about, oh, how about, no, immediately get up, leave the room, like get out of the environment, the, the room that you're in, the things you're hearing, the people in the room, the way that you're sitting or laying, all of that is the reason you're feeling that. So move, get up, go get a glass of water, go outside, take some fresh air, put your phone upside down, put some music on, change the channel of your life, change the channel of your life in that moment. And so like, that's what I did. And that's what I still do. But luckily now I have this like, reference point like a lighthouse tower i can always find that and go right back to that memory and be like remember when i almost died and instantly it sets me back into this feeling of like gratitude like wow i was just i was just about to get upset about this thing and then i realized i could be dead and i wouldn't have the opportunity to be mad about this thing i'm just glad i'm alive and then i go fuck that thing and like and so like that's such an amazing gift and i'm and my point is i'm trying to give that gift to the listeners right now that like the money's great taking care of your family is amazing but if you die none of that matters and so like you can't do any of that and so like the comparison game the hustle working 12 hours now i know people are like yeah but i got to work to make money yeah i know that's not what we're talking about here what we're talking about is not letting your bullshit mindset Get in your own way, not letting the stories that are negatively impacting you and holding you back, not letting those stories get in the way, dissolving those stories. And so a lot of the times we tell ourselves stories about who we are, about other people, about what's fair and the way life worked out and my parents and school and education and the way I was born and rich people, blah, 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 aren't good people. And you know, money's the root of all evil. We've all heard that. Like we tell ourselves stories and those stories either propel us forward or hold us back. There's people that have had gone through way worse stuff than me. So I'm, by no means am I trying to make my story sound like a sob story. I'm not even going there. There's always somebody who's had it worse than you. And so I think what helps is a lot of people. And I, I think, I think I just did a post today about perspective, like an Abraham Lincoln quote on social media about like, we can, be angry that rose bushes have thorns or we can be grateful that thorn bushes have roses and it's just perspective. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs and people in all walks of life from all ages just need a little dose of perspective. Sometimes you have to lose a loved one. Sometimes you have to lose your career. Sometimes you have to almost die, but usually those things give you massive perspective and a punch in the face. And on the other side of that, if you tell yourself an empowering meaning behind why that happened for you instead of happened to you, that perspective shift of sepsis happened for me so that I could have a perspective shift that you can't read in a book and you can't buy. And so it happened for me and 
that's the, and then because of that, I get to inspire more people and it forces me to be even better and even more grateful that I'm even breathing right now. Like those little things, like you want to be grateful, just like forget about everything and just like take a few breaths and just be like, wow, like life doesn't exist on earth without oxygen, trees, life, you, and like the smallest little things. And then you're like over here, like Instagram didn't exist 10 years ago. Just imagine it doesn't exist today. If it's, if it's negatively impacting your life, delete the app. Don't even go on it. There's the solution. Like just keep removing things from your life that negatively impact you until you come back to the truth that all that matters is who you are, who you're becoming, the people that are in your life that love you and that you get to experience and share love with and just life experience with and your health, like health, love, and the people you have and who you become. Like that's it. That's all that matters. Because if you love people and who you're becoming is good, but you're dying, then none of that matters. So you have to stay healthy. Just really make sure you're always present with the people who truly love you. Stop trying to get strangers and famous people to love you who fuck those people like nothing, nothing against them, but they might not love you back the way someone already loves you. And I'm telling you right now, love is love. Yeah. You just think someone else loving you might feel better, but in reality, love is love. And when you let yourself experience it and feel it, that's all you ever want. So you want to be healthy. You want to experience love and give love and you need to become a great version of yourself, the best version of yourself in all areas. Because when you do that, you have the money, the fulfillment, the happiness, the confidence, the respect, the significance, and the joy, and everything you want in life. And it looks different for everybody. That's why when someone truly has it all in those areas, health, love, relationships, and they're becoming their best self, they don't need a yacht and a Lambo and all this stuff. They just need their version of whatever their best self looks like. Someone's best self might be a monk. Someone else's best self might be a great mom. And so there's all these different versions, but that's it, bro. That's all that matters. And I think we complicate things. I think social media and the news and TV shows and movies complicate things. And I think when you have these paradigm shifts, it brings you back to reality about like what matters and what all all that matters. And I just think a lot of times people They just need, I don't agree with everything Gary Vaynerchuk says. I think some of the stuff he says is phenomenal. One of those things is he always talks about the importance of a perspective shift. In all honesty, that's probably the best thing that's happened to me is my perspective shift. I've had many perspective shifts, but the gift of almost dying was probably one of the best perspective shifts. And that's what I'm trying to share with people is like, fuck everything. Just go back to being healthy, being the best version of yourself and just really being present with the people that love you and just like sharing and receiving love, like, and, ex- and just happy experiences and those little tiny moments where when you are on your deathbed, cause I actually was like, not the hypothetical, like actually like on your deathbed, you realize, look at the people around you who are standing at your deathbed. Those are the people that love you the most and that you get to share and receive love with. And you're exchanging tears with and memories with like, I could be dying right now. And you're just sharing memories. Remember that time we were on vacation? Remember that time we were laughing about this? Remember that one Christmas? And you're sharing those experiences as you transition from life to death. And you're crying and you're sharing love with your family and you're sharing memories. Fuck, man, that's all that matters. Yeah. You're, you're not talking about, remember that time I did that multi-million dollar product launch? That's the last fucking thing that anyone says. Uh, and so yeah. like my lesson for everybody here to get real on people, I know this might be more 
I think this was like the adversity podcast. So oh, less about, I love it, bro. Yeah. But yeah, dude, like that's like, I have goosebumps because like I truly know in my heart, that's all that matters. Take yeah. away my million dollar house, my cars, take away like the, the, the followers and my entire business and acumen and all this stuff. Take away it all. Just leave me with my health and the people that love me and, and then I'll figure it out from there, you know? Yeah, man. I'm so with you on that too, because I went through, I lost my dad to cancer, my brother to suicide within a very, very short period of time. And exactly like you, you were talking about things that was very close. I was getting goosebumps because that was the perspective shift that I needed as well, unfortunately. Yeah. But like you said, you talk about gratitude and man, that changed my life. The gratitude Bro. every single day, like grateful. Why are we grateful? Because, you know, 10 things you're grateful for and why? I mean, I, you know, the That's magic, the, the book, the magic change it for me, man. Like as, as funny as it may sound to some people, the simplest yeah. thing like that can change your whole heart and it can change how you look at everything and the yeah. things that you bring into your life. And it was a huge game changer for me, man. Huge brother. Huge. Yeah. And then hearing that and man, I didn't even, I, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't even know about that, man, about your story. And I'm just like yeah. so inspiring and I'm just, it's amazing because to pull that lesson out of there, yeah, it's just taken you and added a whole other dimension to you. It's like I was 90 years old dying and I got to go jump back to 20. I'm, I'm going to be 29 in, in a couple of weeks. So it's like I was able to be 90 years old dying and just jump back to my age and be like, whoa, like I still get hopefully right those 60 years to live. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I just got like, you know, the 90 year old you who would be dying would come back to the age that you are now and be like, listen, this is all that matters. I'm telling you, yeah. I'm your future you on the deathbed, looking back over all like all that matters is this, like, that's the best gift you could ever get. Not somebody, not your future self coming back to tell you the winning lottery numbers or the right <laughs> stock or the right stock pick. Cause you'd just get a bunch of money right? Like yeah. it'd be nice. You'd get a bunch of money. What would be better than that is to just get those lessons I just shared with yeah. people. Now I'm telling you, like, that's why I do this show, man, because it was so close to my heart going through this adversity. So for me, yeah. it was like, it's, it's what I needed to do. I felt a calling for this. And that's why I Powerful. love, I love to dig deep into these stories, bro. This is what fires me yeah. up and it Good. lights me up. People and, need to hear it, man. And I sometimes, like I, I said before, you go into these, these, these conversations and you don't, and, and you go one way and then all of a sudden this other thing opens up and you're like, holy shit. And you get this like gold and you get this new perspective and this connection with these people and people can gain so much from that. And there's just like that one, that one lesson or that one thing you say, you know, we're, yeah. we're talking about that boom changes somebody's perspective. You know, just like yeah. we had without exactly. having to go through the, the, the shitty rock bottom death moments, right? Bro, that's my biggest thing is like, I just wish people listening right now could hopefully fully metabolize and synthesize and digest what we just said without having to go through the shit. Because I'm telling you, the best gift is usually wrapped up in your worst shit. Yeah. Like the worst adversity, your best gift is usually hidden in the shadows of it. And most people are too afraid to look inside their shit and their adversity and the shadows of their deepest, darkest moments. But hidden in those shadows is usually the best gift. And if you hide from it, if you try to run from it, if you try to mask it with drugs or alcohol, it's not, it's not, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, man, you just get 
you're just make, covering, you're just putting a bandaid on and then you're just yeah ripped off and then you gotta you're just digging yourself out of a hole instead of That's building it. on the foundation and like you don't have to go through the shit take the drugs and the alcohol go to rehab and hopefully have people that love you and care about you to rebuild you back up to somebody to then look back and be like i went through some shit yeah. now moving forward i can inspire others boom, 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 boom break all that down realize that what you and I are talking about now for the listeners yeah. is already it. You just, something in your brain usually needs to go through the shit to like truly get it. Yeah. But we're already saying the words, we're saying yeah. the formula for a great life. Not necessarily like, here's the strategy to make a bunch of money. I can tell you guys that. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just telling you what really matters to make today and tomorrow the best ever. Yeah. And that's what I love about this conversation is that I know you're the master at making money. I love that we went into like more of like your story and like the deep rooted, the level that people need to grow. And that's, what's really going to help them in their business. I'm like 50, 50, bro. I'm like 50% business strategy, marketing, (laughs) sales, personal branding, social media, and then 50% spiritual development and personal development, which is where I started my whole career is in that area. So whenever I like I can go so crazy ham on marketing and strategy and sales and business. I can go just as deep and passionate on the spiritual personal development side because the two together is what makes your life amazing. One might make your business amazing short term, but you need them both, bro. So I just have a couple of questions I've wanted to ask. I, I know Let's we're jam. I'm here. Um, yeah, no worries. I, okay. I'll keep my answer shorter. I'm not, rap, no, rap that's I love it. I just want to, I mean, I could talk. I got time. I mean, you're, we can go as long as you want, but. I just have a four o'clock phone okay. call. All right. So I know you've interviewed thousands of people. I'm not going to ask your favorite because that's a dumb question in my opinion. But out of those, what is one where you kind of went in and it really impacted you in a way that was like, holy fuck, I got a lot out of that. And you maybe expected it, you maybe didn't. Because sometimes it's the people you don't really expect that are really going to like yeah. throw, throw you something that's like so valuable. Who's yeah. been a really impactful one? You don't have to say your best, but like something that stands out for you. And, and maybe what was the lesson? What it you- was, I remember, it was somebody that nobody would know if I said their name, but the guy's probably worth like 20, 30 million. So he's doing pretty well financially. And he's should be set for life, right? As long as he doesn't, blow a bunch of money on stupid shit and he just invests properly. Like he can never work again and just investing in some commercial real estate and the guy will be set for life. And he was a guy who was a hardcore heroin addict, like hardcore heroin addict, like the needle in the arm, skinny as fuck, teeth falling out, hair falling out, legit like in New York city down a dark alley behind a trash can with a needle in his arm, like heroin addict no money, sleeping on a piece of newspaper, like the worst scenario you could possibly imagine where like, you're like, oh my God, like, like so many conceptions and labels come up like, wow, that's not good. And if that happened to me or somebody I know, that'd be like really tough. Like, I don't know if I could ever, or they could ever come back from that. This guy is tan, muscular, shredded, dresses well, has good style, worth 20, 30 million, owns a bunch of super healthy yoga, fitness clubs, juice bars. This guy is a freaking gangster, happy, healthy, wealthy, makes a huge difference, supports different charities. Guy's a gangster. And when he showed me his photo and told me his story about being a heroin addict and the scars that are still on his arms from the heroin needles, so you know it's true. I mean, 
that's probably one of the most impactful stories. And I've interviewed people with lost limbs and wheelchairs from crazy accidents and celebrities and billionaires. Yeah. But, but damn, something about that story was like, wow, like recovering from heroin at all is tough yeah. to go and get a job and be like, I was a heroin addict for five years on the streets. Like to come back at all from that is tough. This guy, you would never know. You would never know that this gangster baller ass entrepreneur was a five to 10 year hardcore heroin addict sleeping behind a trash can. Like, and his story was phenomenal because he just laid it out. And he was like, yeah, man, the way that I bounced back was like, I had people that were trying to like put me into rehab because like the city would always arrest him and then like try to put him into rehab. And then like, they'd kick him out after a while. And then like, he like knew everybody in the rehab center because he kept going there so many times and getting arrested. It was just like, his story was insane. And I mean, the guy bounced back and he said that he had some good people who cared about him. Back to my point, people who care about you and love you and support you are all that matters. And if you have them, don't take them for granted. Stop trying to find the next person to love you and take care of you if you already have people now. The others will come to you. That's what you have to understand. It's not about not making new friends or anything like that. It's that they will come to you when you're your best self. When you're emanating love, it comes to you in abundance. Yeah. When I'm trying to sell you, I won't sell you. Yeah. When I'm trying to get you to love me, you won't love me. When I don't give a fuck, but I'm the best, you want what I'm selling. Yeah. When I'm telling you you can't even buy it, you want it. When I'm not trying to love on you to get you to love me, I'm just being my bright, vibrant self, you want me. And so life is the opposite usually. <laughs> you attract what you yeah. are, not what you want. Yeah. Let that sink in. You attract what you are, not what you want. And so that's what most people don't get. You want to make a million dollars, you'll never make it. Learn and become a millionaire. Learn how to become a millionaire and be it. A millionaire, multimillionaire, has a certain swagger, thinks a certain way, believes certain things, sees the world a certain way, talks to people a certain way, looks at relationships a certain way, wakes up a certain way, has habits and rituals a certain way. Just fucking be that. You'll have a million dollars. How do I know? I was just like a douchebag high school kid getting in fights, getting suspended, failing school, playing paintball. But you know, like that was my outlet. And then became a multimillionaire in my twenties because I read all these books behind me. I got fed up with the life that I was dealing with and versus the life that I could have mm. and started reading books to bridge the gap or shorten the gap to where I wanted to be and what I said I wanted. And I realized no matter what I did, I would never have what I want. I had to become the person that naturally has those things. And so that's the mindset shift for most people is like you attract what you are, not what you want. and so start figuring out who you need to become. And that's the mindset shift. Who do you need to become to attract everything you always say you want? That's it. Man, <laughs> that's amazing. So much gold there. 
Man, you're such a good communicator and the way you explain things is pretty special. And I, I'm sure people listening will probably have to listen to this again because it's just, it's solid gold. And I mean that truly, you, you, you really communicate a message so that it's easily understood. And I really appreciate you coming in, man. And people can learn so much from you, even from other than a business side of things, just from being a real human being and, you know, being able to communicate that. So where can we find you, man? And I want to, I, I wish we could talk longer, talk about more we'll business do it. We'll, stuff. we'll do another one, bro. Yeah, we'll absolutely. Do, we'll, we'll do a business version. Absolutely. And, and that's exactly. Where can we find you if people want to check you out? Because I don't want them to miss you. I, you got so much value to give. So where's the best place to find you, brother? Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. Thank you for having me on. And if anybody wants free trainings, if anybody wants to follow me on social media, if anybody wants to watch some of my interviews with celebrities and billionaires on television, all of that stuff is housed on our website and accessible there for free. And it's just shortenthegap.com. Shortenthegap.com. Awesome, man. Make sure you check them out, guys. Mark Lack, awesome dude. We just got, we just tapped the surface. We got lots more to talk about on the next call. Appreciate all you guys. Make sure to check them out. Lots of value. Love and appreciate all you. Have an amazing day. Catch you next time. Straight fire or what? Wow, that was powerful. And that's, we only just scratched the surface. I just want to say thank you to Mark Lack for joining us. That was amazing. If you guys got any value out of that, please go and leave a review, a five-star review. Let us know how it's impacted you. If this show or another show has impacted you or a guest and hit that subscribe button. Go ahead. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Super important so that this show continues to grow. I really appreciate all of you for taking the time to listen. I just want to say thank you up until this point. I can't do it without you. And I really want to continue to bring you value in your life. So University of Adversity is only just beginning. And this journey is only because of you. And again, I appreciate you so much. Have an amazing day and we'll see you next time. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.